Hello, hello. Welcome to the John Katz Show. I'm your host, John Katz. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope everybody had an amazing week and uh, looking forward to a fun weekend, a relaxing weekend, lounging around a little bit. What can we, can we go to the movies and stuff yet? What is there to do? I don't usually go to the movies that much, but I'm itching to go. Are there any theaters open? Where are y'all at? What's open? I guess most stuff's open limited. I don't think you can go to the movies yet. Anyway, like I said, hope everyone's having a great week. And I say it all the time, but I appreciate you guys so much. I'm just starting out here and uh, everyone that's listening, watching, downloading, saying nice things, social media comments, all that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really, truly, bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Love you all so much. Thank you. And uh, in that spirit, um, I wanted to do a little like listener friend suggested topics show today. So uh, the number one, I reached out on social media. I said like, hey, anybody got some stuff they want to talk about? Or And one topic came up from like three different sources. So, so you got to talk about that because it seems to be on the top of people's minds, which is uh, political polarization, right? Um, Cole, Cole, shout out on Facebook said, why people shouldn't lose friends over political views? That's the question. seems to be happening. It's like a new phenomenon. I don't remember people ever losing friendships and getting in these arguments with friends and family over political stuff. I mean, they got in debates, especially around election season, but nobody was like, I'm not going to be friends with that guy anymore, right? That's kind of a big thing. It's worth discussing. And then um, my man, Joey, shout out to Joey, wrote this. And this is perfect. He says, I assume he's a Democrat, right? Because he says that he's been watching long form interviews intentionally, trying to learn more about the establishment Republicans and specifically where they see the GOP heading. He says, the topic that's been resonating with me is political polarization and how we must start to address the hatred, see one another as Americans first, partisans second. How can we diffuse toxic partisanship, which will lead to violence and become America again? Great question. Thank you, Joey. Excuse me. Then I had a combo offline with a good friend, won't say her name, and hers was a more specific issue, um, talking about the workplace. Workplace is a little different. No, you're, when you're talking about your job, but her deal is her boss is very political and most of the people she works with are very political and they're left-leaning and she's mostly left-leaning, but disagrees on some stuff and wants to know if she should get in there and offer an opinion. So we'll get into that too, because that's an extra little wrinkle, workplace, coworkers versus friends and family and things like that. So the, the first thing I'd say, and by the way, Joe, we already... Joey already won the battle. Look at what Joey, the first thing he said was <clears throat> he's been watching long form interviews, trying to learn about the establishment Republicans. He's he already won. the He's already trying to understand and learn, not just insert his opinions and be combative. You know, I don't listen to much anymore political shows or watch political shows. I used to a decent amount, but I basically never would listen to Sometime, but I never, almost never listen to um, people I agree with. I'd rather hear people I disagree with. You learn a whole lot more. Who wants to hear just an echo chamber of the same things they think all the time, right? I mean, you can get into some nuance and stuff with people that you agree with, but 
learn a lot more people you disagree with, especially if you come in with that stance like Joey of, hey, I want to learn. I want to understand what's motivating you guys. So that applies here hugely, right? It applies across the board. And my question would be, why do we do this with politics, but not the other things, right? I mean, we don't, if you're friends with someone, you're friends for a reason, right? And you don't stop being friends with them you know, because they like different music or different movies or different food or even important things like religion and so forth. You know, you wouldn't just stop talking to a good friend because they have different interests in you, different beliefs. Mostly, most people don't. It'd be weird. So why do we do it with politics? Why is it different? Or is it just different now? I think a lot of it is different now. I think you have two things going on. One, just the polarization, right? That alone. It's the election season. People are obviously in a very raw state. 2020 has been wild, like we keep talking about. And I think people have kind of just had their fill and they're just kind of like ready to blah, blah, blah. But it's the amplification. We always talk about that. The, the media, the social media, it's that 24-7 working people up into a frenzy. And to be honest, a lot of these people, these stories I hear where people go, oh, I can't be friends with that guy anymore. I can't talk to that guy anymore. It's not even the uh, personal conversations that they're having with each other that's sparking that. It's seeing their friends' posts on social media and things like that. They'll see, you know, somebody posted a Facebook article or wrote a whole long thing and look, oh, man, that guy, he thinks what they like, I can't be friends with them. It's weird. If you're friends with somebody, you're friends with them for a reason. And I'm guessing that reason is not politics, right? You enjoy hanging out with that person, just shooting the shit, making funny jokes, or you have common interests and hobbies and values and, you know, there's a million reasons to be friends with somebody. Unless you met at a rally or something like that, I'm guessing it wasn't politics. So remember why you're friends with these people in the first place. Not because it's something they're posting on Facebook. And if you're going to post on Facebook and social media, you know, you, there's not a lot of nuance and context when you're posting memes of people with steam coming out of their ears and, you know, Hitler uniforms on and stuff like that. That's just a combative stance. People, nobody's gaining anything from meanness and cruelty and making fun of people. I mean, there's certainly time to be funny and make fun of stuff. But if you're hoping to have an open dialogue and maintain a friendship with someone, you know, don't be a combative asshole all the time. Right? Again, the theme of this show is always logic over emotion. People get very worked up. They're watching this stuff all day and they get all heated and then they go, who am I going to take it out on? Oh, my friend Tony over there, you know, that guy believes what they will. I'm going to go yell at him and start an argument with him or whatever. You're not trying to learn anything. You're not trying to have a conversation. You're trying to be argumentative. You can't have a productive conversation with an emotional person. You can apply that to everything, right? And if, by the way, if you do have everyone's got emotional friends or emotional family members or certain things that make them 
super agitated or angry or enraged or whatever, don't talk to them about it. You, what do you have to go around and talk to everybody? Start a podcast like me. Talk to yourself and then people that want to hear it can hear it. But no, seriously, don't discuss it with people if they're going to get upset. And if you like that person and you've known that person your whole life and you have a million other things in common, just talk to people that want to talk about it and have the people that want to have nuanced productive conversations or that want to hear the opinion. If someone's just going to get upset, you're not gaining anything. Again, you're just being argumentative. You're just being combative. I'm going to steal something from Adam. You guys know Adam Carolla. He always did this thing. He still, I think, talks about it. It's the term yes and. Meaning, and by the way, he learned this from Groundlings, I believe, which is like an improv acting course that he took when he was starting out in comedy and stuff. Adam Kroll is a podcaster, comedian, does a million shows and stuff. But yes, and. So you can have a conversation with somebody and say that just like they do in improv, and it keeps the dialogue going. You're not just shitting on their point. What you're doing is you're acknowledging their point, and then you can still contextually disagree, enhance it, and Say whatever you want to say. So someone says something to you politically or about anything. And you disagree. Rather than just jump in waiting for your turn to talk, you can be like, oh, yes. And also, ba 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 ba. And they're going to go, oh, he just acknowledged my point. And now I'm, gonna, I'm listening to what he's saying. And you can get productive combos. Not that you're going to change people's mind, but at least sometimes you might. But at least you're not going to get all angry at each other. And don't stay away from the personal insults. Let's stop assigning qualities to people that we know based on how they vote. It's kind of silly, right? Like, let's say you think a certain candidate's a racist. And you know a friend that's voting in that direction. You've known this guy your whole life. Is he racist? Your friend, right? Has he ever said or done anything racist or anything? No. Maybe he has. In my scenario, he hasn't, right? So now you're going to go, oh, he's a racist because he's voting for this guy or whatever? That's ridiculous. Remember, you're friends for a reason. You know this person personally. If anything, you'd want to be like, hey, I know this guy. He's a good dude. I'd love to understand why he feels that way. You know, what motivates him to want to vote that way? Even if you're not going to vote that way. At least you'll learn something. And just take a nice, normal, non-aggressive, inquisitive... If, if somebody's... People pick up on authenticity, even subconsciously. So, you know, if you're legitimately curious in hearing someone's point of view, they're going to pick up on that, and they're going to be more open to your point of view. This is just, you know, basic human behavior. Just be nice. And don't hurl insults and don't yell and get emotional and all that kind of stuff. Excuse me. The workplace is a little trickier. Talking to the other friend, I won't say her name. That's tough. If it's your boss, I'd say probably don't say anything. What do you have to gain? Just kind of come back to you in some weird way. We're just going to irk them. Especially like, I mean, there's no, the risk far outweighs the reward there, Right. Now, if you have, you know, a couple, couple good coworkers, people that work with you, 
I, I have a perfect example of this myself. Shout out, Mike. Where you can have, you know, good debates without people getting angry and hating each other and stuff. Go for it. But if your boss is constantly on about some stuff he believes and you just, you know, you don't want to agree with it, eh, unless you're really close or something. He's not your friend or family. That's your boss. I'd probably leave that one alone in 90% of cases. Unless the guy's just like a total open goofball. You know what I mean? But if there's even a tiny inkling that he's going to be bothered or she's going to be bothered, um, I'd stay away from that. But yes, overall, look, if it comes to a friend, if it comes to family, if it comes to whoever, just be respectful. Don't be aggressive, right? Show a, a genuine curiosity. And then especially, like I said, if you're friends with somebody, you are friends for a reason. And it's not from politics. And if you're not friends because of politics, then politics should not be a disqualifier either. And, and again, if it really pisses somebody off, stay away from it. All that said, if you're really nice and non-aggressive and you're not posting hateful things, but someone's like, I can't be friends with you because you're voting for so-and-so, fuck that guy. No, seriously, you don't need a friend like that. If, you, if you're legitimately a nice person and you're not insulting anyone or anything and they literally just know that you lean one way or the other, and that, for them, disqualifies you as their friend. That's disqualifying to be my friend. And not because of how they are politically. That just says something about their character. I don't want a friend like that. By the way, I don't have anyone that I know like that. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. But I wouldn't want that person in my life. That just... My own personal take. So, look. We can have debates, we can have conversations, we can have, you know, you can even have a heated debate with a close friend or a family member. As long as it's not about you. It's the personal stuff. When people feel feel personally offended, that's when they want to stop being friends with somebody. Or if they feel embarrassed or slighted, you know, those are the kind of emotions where you're like, this person's belittling me. You know, don't belittle people. Don't condescend. That's what people, in my experience, get most offended by. So that's my two cents. Love to hear some responses on that and uh, what other people think and other experiences of people who maybe have lost some close friends or are at odds with a family member right now over political reasons. Love to hear from you guys. At John Cat Show, everywhere you look, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, I don't know. Hit me up somewhere. Okay, the other topic that came up from, I'd say one, I, I said, almost said a fan, like I have fans, a listener, excuse me, friend from high school, shout out Sarah, not my sister, someone else. I was talking about doing this anyway. She said health and wellness, health and wellness. I wanted to, I've got a whole smorgasbord of sh- shit here on my desk because I was going to go over all this weird stuff I take and. I'm just going to try to run through it fast. I don't want to bore you guys to death. But it's good stuff. All of it's good. And honestly, I'm not promoting anything. Any of these guys want to give me a sponsorship, hit me up at John Gacho. Okay. First and foremost, I recommend this to everybody. Look, most people don't eat enough greens. I certainly don't eat enough greens. I started having green smoothies almost every day a while back. 
makes such a difference. You have one in the morning, you feel amazing. Right. But here's the thing. I tried a million. It sounds like a fucking commercial. I swear it's not a commercial. I tried a million smoothie mixes. This stuff here, it's called, I'm going to spell it wrong. Elia. I'm going to say it wrong. Elia. Elia. This stuff here comes in this little jar. It's kind of brainy. I've tried them all. This stuff tastes better than all of them. It's a mixed berry flavor. But this has every green you'd ever want, right? I've recommended this to my mom, everybody. I got a million people drinking this stuff already. But you've got alfalfa leaf, barley grass, organic oak grass. All this stuff's organic. I'm not going to say organic every time. Wheatgrass, spirulina, chlorella, parsley, broccoli, kale, dandelion leaf, sea kelp, um, broccoli sprout, dolce. I'm not saying some of this right cabbage. In any case, it's got all that crap. All these antioxidants with the green tea and the blueberry and the cranberry and the pomegranate, all that stuff. And then it's got like maca roots and mushrooms and turmeric and all kinds of stuff. Okay. Boom. Make one of these like once a day, every couple days. You can put, I don't have any of this stuff, but if you're going to use yogurt, use, um, there's a stuff called Kokoyo. My little sister turned me on to this. Thanks, Lauren. Only place I can find it is Whole Foods. It's, it's, um, it's a coconut-based yogurt, but they inject a gazillion probiotics into this thing. So it's like a legitimate non-dairy, not even like derived from dairy, literally all coconut yogurt with probiotics. And the dairy stuff, you know, I started having dairy every day for a while with these smoothies, like regular yogurt. It'll raise your cholesterol and stuff. It's not good to have that much dairy. So you can get your hands on some of that cocoyo. And then I use like almond milk. I'll get some of these vitamins and stuff because some are in liquid form. I put them in there too, but some almond milk in there. Um, I don't know. I should have put these in front of me, but I also had like um, hemp seeds. Hemp seeds are really amazing for you. It's a great source of protein. Um, they've got all the healthy fats and acids and things like that. So I put hemp seeds in there. I put granola in there, which is really good. Um, and then any kind of fruits and stuff, they have like the little pre-made fruit pouches and those are really good. You just squirt those in there, but as long as you're getting the greens, get some ice, some liquid in there. Okay. Y'all know how to make a smoothie. I don't know why I'm giving instructions. Add whatever the fuck you want in there, but this stuff is money. This little jar, it's A-L-A-Y-A, green superfood with adaptogens, whatever that means. Okay, I talked about vitamin D already, you know, how important that is for your immune and all the people that are, most people in the hospital with corona have vitamin D deficiency. Again, take that for what it's worth. Most people have vitamin D deficiency, so can't hurt. If you're not in the sun a lot, get you some vitamin D. The vitamin D I take actually, you'll see it says K2 and D3. It's got vitamin K2 in there too. K2 you'll often see with the D because it actually helps the D do its job. So the K itself is like good for your heart and blood clotting and stuff like that, but it helps the D uh, metabolize calcium and it's good for your teeth and bones and all that kind of stuff. Okay. We'll get through the vitamins real quick. Y'all know these vitamins, right? Get you some vitamin A. Vitamin A is good for you. This Now brand is good. I got a few things from this Now brand, N-O-W. Pretty good. Vitamin A. Immune, reproduction, heart, lungs, all that kind of stuff. Kidneys, all your organs. A is good for all your organ function. Okay. B complex. B is a big one. I actually do the liquid of this. This is Mary Ruth's. Mary Ruth's little red bottle. Put this in the tea. Or I'll get to the tea. Put this in some tea. Put it in a smoothie. It's good. It's like cherry flavored. The B 
first of all, you want to do B complex. There's so many Bs. So you want to get the complex, make sure you're getting all the Bs. B does everything. I mean, the thing you'll notice from it when you take it is the energy levels. But you're talking cells, eyesight, brain, digestion, appetite, um, nerve function, hormones, cholesterol, cardiovascular health. B does a lot of stuff, but you will actually notice an energy boost. A lot of this, by the way, A, take most of the stuff in the morning. A lot of stuff you shouldn't take at night. B, I am not a medical professional. If you're going to take anything you don't already take, talk to a medical professional, not John Katz. And C, take almost all the stuff with food. You really don't want to take any supplements, vitamins, minerals, anything on an empty stomach like that. Okay, moving on. Vitamin C, y'all know about C. Everyone's like, oh, when you're sick. This DACA brand is good too. I got a couple of these things from DACA, these white bottles. Vitamin C, immune, we all know about um, blood pressure, heart disease, all that kind of stuff. Okay, vitamin E, where's my vit E? I can't even find it. Either way, vitamin E, you're talking about skin. Obviously, people know all about that. Again, heart disease, immune function, inflammation, eye, um, uh, eye health, on and on and on. Get all your vitamins. Most of these are all soluble. Like I said, the only one that's not is D. Make sure you don't take too much D. It can get into your fat cells and stay there, and you get a little too much. But all these others, man, get plenty of that stuff if your doctor says it's okay. Okay. Um, what else are we on to here? Probiotics. I'm big on probiotics, right? This is like one I just take every day, no matter what. This is um, Mav Nutrition. It's a pre and probiotic. It's good to have a pre and pro, not just a pro. The prebiotics help the probiotics do their job. Try to get one of both if you can. And this stuff is amazing. This gut health stuff. Now this, it says take with your biggest meal of the day. Also, it's expensive. So I like if I'm having a huge meal, I take, there's like, there's like seven pills in one of these little packets. There's a bunch of packets in the box. Uh, each packet has like six or seven pills in it. And it's a bunch of probiotics and it's a bunch of digestive enzymes and stuff too. So that stuff's really good. Uh, get you some probiotics. This is a big one here. Turmeric powder. I've got a lot of people on this stuff too. I got my mom taking it every day as well. And it's hard for her to take advice. Turmeric. Curmarin. This is also from DACA, right? Um, that's something they use in Indian cooking. Indians consume a ton of turmeric powder. They cook with a lot. If you're Indian, let me know if I'm wrong. My understanding is they cook with this stuff like in almost every meal, almost every day. And it's super duper healthy for you. I don't actually like, I don't like the way it tastes. I got a bag of the good powder, supposed to be the good tasting one. Mm. I tried it in the smoothie. I tried it in coffee. I cook something with it. Eh. It's not really my deal, but you can get these pills. They're capsules. These capsules of this turmeric, T-U-R-M-E-R-I-C. They got the powder in them. So you're getting the raw powder. You're just not tasting it. Um, it's like the best natural anti-inflammatory, apparently brain function, heart disease, cancers, Alzheimer's prevents all that stuff. Get you some of that. Here's another big one. Zinc. You always hear about zinc, especially now people being sick, right? All this stuff, everything I'm naming is like immune health, all that stuff. I got the liquid drops. A lot of the liquid stuff you absorb easier. Again, put a little bit in some tea, put a little bit in the smoothie. I get that every day. I have it every day. Immune. You're even getting into like wound healing and blood clotting and things like that. You're supposed to have a, a, you know, healthy levels of all this type of stuff. And as long as we were mentioning zinc, copper, right? People think copper, you're supposed to have copper. A couple things about copper. One, 
if you take a lot of zinc, apparently, one of the only downsides is that you can lower your copper levels. Apparently, the zinc does under the doesn't happen often, but if you're taking like zinc every day or less, you should have sufficient copper anyway. And it's not that common, um, you know, copper in foods. It's not stuff you eat every day. A lot of this stuff, unless you're having a super diverse diet, you're not going to get a lot of this stuff on a regular basis. So copper, bones, blood vessels, nerves, immune function, iron absorption, heart disease, osteoporosis, all that stuff, right? Okay, another health one, echinacea. Again, these now, now brand. I got like almost everything's the same, like two or three brands. Okay, this echinacea stuff. Again, immune, blood sugar, but it also helps with things like anxiety, inflammation, skin issues, also anti-cancer properties. All these things are like shown to prevent cancer. Why not? Pretty much everything I'm naming here is like a natural substance too. It's not something like chemical made in the lab. And all these ones I'm about to get into too are like minerals that are already in your body, right? You're supposed to already have enough of these, you know, biotin, biotin, hair, skin, nails, blood sugar. By the way, a lot of women... I shouldn't say when a lot of people take uh, collagen, I hear is very good too for a lot of the same things like skin and nails and stuff like that. Um, I happen to personally have excess collagen already, so I don't take any on purpose. Okay, moving on. This is a funny one here. I'm going to go through these fast. I'm going to try. This is spelled funny. It's called molybdenum, molybdenum, M-O-L-Y-B-D-E-N-E. UM. This is a mineral too. We all have it in us. You're just supposed to have enough. And again, this stuff's rare. Like this is found in like weird grains and organ meats and things. When are you going to eat organ meat and some of these grains? Like once a month? Meanwhile, you just take one of these pills a few times a week or whatever your doctor says. But again, that helps break down all kinds of harmful sulfites to get in your body, keeps all the toxic substances out. Stuff's essential. Again, manganese, same deal, manganese, M-A-N-G-A-N-E-S-E, bones, inflammation, blood sugar. Take that stuff too. Get you some boron. Where's my boron? Again, the now brand, the boron. Bones, arthritis. This, for men, by the way, naturally raises your testosterone levels, muscle coordination, thinking skills. Take some of this stuff. Why not? What do you got to lose? Selenium. There's another good one. Another liquid form. By the way, these Go Nutrients guys make some good liquid stuff. Selenium. Also, immune, immune, immune. Antioxidant. Cancer reduction. Heart disease. Mental decline. Thyroid. Asthma. Okay. Get into some of these oils. I'm sure you've all heard of fish oil. A lot of people take fish oil for the omega-3s. They get those, I'm not going to try to pronounce, but omega-3's got EPA and DHA, the, the acids with really long, hard names to say. Um, they say krill oil. Krill oil. This is from Onnit, right? They say krill oil um, absorbs easier than fish oil into your bloodstream and stuff like that. I don't know if it's true, but I actually have some fish oil too. But get you some good fish oils, some good krill oils. Get those omega-3s. The omega-3s are important. Inflammation, again, arthritis, joint pain, heart health. Apparently, they help with PMS, too. I've heard. You got to go online. That's not coming from me. That's coming from real sources. Fish oil omega-3s help with premenstrual syndrome. You did not hear it here first. 
All right, moving on. Uh, garlic. Everyone knows about garlic, right? We've been hearing since the beginning of time garlic's great. How often do you eat garlic? Plus, it makes your breath a little stinky. You can get you some garlic oil. Just some little pills. You could take these Take these every day. You take, I take a couple a day. Again, I'm not telling you what to take. I take a couple a day. Blood pressure, cholesterol, heart disease, immune. You're talking about helping with stuff like dementia, Alzheimer's, and even they're saying now longevity. Garlic makes you live longer. Get your garlic, guys. Get your garlic pills. All right. Grapeseed oil. This is like another skin one. It's supposed to make your skin real elastic and soft, but it also helps other vitamins do their job. Vitamins E and C do a better job if you've got some good grapeseed. And again, how, how often are you going to get some condensed, some, some concentrated grapeseed oil? I don't even know if you ate a whole bunch of grapes if you're getting that oil in you in the same concentrated levels along those same lines. Get you some black seed oil, okay? Black seed oil, blood pressure, inflammation, diabetes, asthma, coughs, headaches. They say black seed oil even helps treat the flu. All this stuff's really amazing for you. Magnesium, again, most people have a shortage of magnesium. The, the best benefit I find from this, in addition to all the stuff, again, muscle, bone, nerve, all that type of stuff, This stuff helps you sleep, man. You get magnesium in your system, and I'm going to get to the sleep thing in a minute because sleep seems to be an issue for people. I'm going to tell you all how I sleep like a baby every night, and it it ain't that hard, and it's all natural, okay? Next, I've got my teas. We'll get into this. This This is actually related to the sleeping. Okay. I mix two teas together every night. I've been drinking chamomile tea every night for years. This twining stuff, it comes in a blue box. Chamomile tea kind of tastes like dookie. No, I shouldn't say that. It kind of tastes like nothing. But this twinings one, twinnings, twinings, I don't know how you say it. It's in a blue box. T-W-I-N-I-N-G-S. It tastes better than most. But I mix it with this lemon ginger tea, which I actually prefer a different brand, the Bigelow. Okay. Chamomile is like such a natural, nice sedative. If y'all don't drink, it's not even a tea. Neither one of these is actually a, a tea. Neither the chamomile or the lemon. They just call them tea. Chamomile is just a flower. But it's such a natural sedative, and you don't feel, you know, like you're drugged or anything like that. I mean, people take an Ambien and things like that. I will tell you this. And before I say that, this is probably my favorite of all. CBD oil. You hear about CBD every day, right? By the way, this I can't recommend enough. The Penguin brand CBD oil is cash. I got this mint flavor right here. The strawberry is delicious. It comes in a bunch of different strengths, but it's broad spectrum. It's like the highest rated one as far as quality of ingredients and all that kind of stuff. So if you can't sleep and you, you have magnesium in your system and you have some chamomile at night and put a drop of CBD under your tongue, first of all, you won't feel... One bit high, one bit altered, anything like that. Maybe like the first day or two with CBD, you feel like maybe a little dizziness or something, but not even. And I guarantee if you have chamomile, CBD, and magnesium, you're going to sleep like a freaking baby and not feel any weird effects. And it's all natural stuff working in your system. Uh, The chamomile alone, also immunity, helps with colds, helps with period pain stress, all that kind of stuff. And lemon and ginger, lemon ginger tea, to me tastes good. 
I don't know. Some people don't like the taste of ginger. Lemon is great for you anyway. Obviously, the vitamin C, but it helps with your skin. It helps with digestion. And ginger is a huge stress reliever, antioxidant, and helps with things like blood pressure, heart disease, even lung disease. And if you really want to go nuts, there's this stuff called Manuka honey, right? M-A-N-U-K-A. This is like medical grade honey from New Zealand. And they have all these different ratings, like the UMF ratings and MGO ratings. This stuff's great. I don't drink that every day. It's A, it's expensive, but also, um, you know, it's kind of hardcore. You put, I put it in tea, right? This stuff heals wounds and sore throats and all kinds of illnesses. It, it uh, acne, digestion issues, prevents ulcers. It's like literally medical grade honey. If you ever feel like a little scratchy throat or a little cough or something coming on, I'm telling you, man, you could just eat a spoonful of that stuff. Or if it's too much, like it's kind of an intense, different type of sweetness than regular honey. Put some in some tea. I swear, if you start to get a scratchy throat, you put a little Manuka honey and some lemon ginger um, chamomile tea, you'll feel like a million bucks, man. You sleep like a baby. I promise you. Um, those are my health tips. I would say... If I had to give like one main health tip just for my own personal, you know, like I was saying with these probiotics for one, we've got, I don't know, most people don't realize it's kind of a gross stuff. We've got billions of bacteria living in our gut, right? And what they're determining now is that affects everything about us. I mean, think about it. You're hosting a whole live colony of organisms. How could that not affect almost everything about you? So forgetting even physical things like your skin, your hair, and real health issues and digestion issues and organ issues and blood issues. I mean, you're getting into so many things, but now they're finding it even affects mental health, anxiety, depression, energy, all because of how you're balancing your gut. So get your prebiotics, get your probiotics and all that. But as far as food goes, this is something I've been saying to everybody for a long time. If something's not natural to this earth, right? If it was man-made, it's probably not that great, and your body probably doesn't really know what to do with it. We were not evolved for hundreds of thousands of years to eat any of this stuff. So your body's not going to know what to do with it. Your balance is going to get all out of whack. Think about it this way. Basic things, too. Look at all the wheat, right? Everyone's talking about you know gluten-free and having wheat allergies and all these things. We invented wheat, right? We made bread and pasta. We make all the dough and everything out of it. But we invented that shit. So we're not evolved to process. Look at corn. Corn's like the biggest culprit, man. And you think, well, I don't eat that much corn. There's finally some backlash on this, but I'm talking corn syrup. I find, you know, you can get finally like you can get the the throwbacks, Pepsi's and the Mexican Cokes are in the supermarket now with the real cane sugar. But somewhere around like the 90s, they just replaced every sugary drink with corn syrup. And it took like 10 years for people to start realizing that it's like your body can't process syrup from corn, which is a man-made thing to begin with. You can't even eat corn and digest it that well. And now you're taking this concentrated syrup out of it because it's cheaper and you're putting it in all these drinks. It's so bad for people. I mean, if you're going to have sugary drinks in general are one of the worst things you can have. But at least get the real sugar. At least your body kind of knows what to do with that. P. 
peanuts. Everyone's got peanut allergies. Again, it's man-made. I'm not saying don't eat peanuts. It's just an example of what I'm talking about. And you hear a lot about dairy and the lactose intolerance. I mean, there's two schools of thought on that. One, you always hear, why do we consume dairy after infancy? We're the only mammal that does that, right? And not only that, we're not, we're not even drinking the milk that was intended for us. So like, we should probably be drinking human milk. If you know, we're stealing baby food from like cows and goats and stuff, and we're eating their infant food and making cheeses and things out of it. So it's no wonder so many people are intolerant, but you hear that a lot of that too has to do with the processes, the homogenization, the pasteurization. That when people used to get, you know, fresh milk, they stopped doing fresh milk so long, long time ago. They still do it in Europe and other places, but they would deliver the fresh milk to your door. It would be in a glass and stuff. The issue was it was only good for, you know, a few days or whatever it was. And there was other issues with it, you know, being tainted and things like that. But aside from that, it was apparently much more tolerable to our system and all these processes. So that would be the main thing. You know, eat stuff that were intended to eat natural. If you literally ate nothing but meat and fruit and vegetables, how unhealthy could you be? You know, there are all these crazy diets come out and do this and count that and read this and like literally eat meat, fruit, and veggies. It's like, the least complicated diet in the world. And it's obviously not about losing weight or anything like that as far as me, but it'll help that too. In any case, healthy John in the building, giving out health tips. Anyone that knows me is probably laughing their ass off. Like you are the least healthy person. I'm telling you, that's why I take all this stuff. We're trying to counterbalance this lifestyle I've led for so long. But uh, speaking of, we could all certainly use a little bit more exercise. That's an obvious one. All right. I'm going to wind it down. I keep saying that I'm going to do interviews, so I'm going to stop saying it, although I'm kind of saying it now by not saying it. But I really am in talks and lining up some legit guests, and uh, I want this to be more of a conversational interview type format show so that I'm not just ranting at you here like a psychotic showing you all the freaking vitamins that I take. So in any case, I hope you all have an amazing, amazing weekend. I love you all so much. Thank you for watching and subbing and everything. Uh, it's so much appreciated. And I will see you guys probably next one coming out Monday morning. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.